0: Hi friend, I'm so glad that you're here for this chat with Ash. You're invited to join me in striving to better know and love God, walk in light of being known and loved by Him, and to make Him known as we share our stories. Some of ours are harder to share than others, but there's hope and beauty in every story because of the author, who is doing a great work in and around us every day. Hi, welcome back to this chats with Ash. If you are watching me on YouTube, you are not seeing things. I am wearing a really weird, funky looking crown on my head. And the reason for that is because A, I just really like to dress up. Okay. Like if I could go back and, you know, maybe in a different life, have a different kind of career job, I would, I would completely be in the theater, darling. You know, like, I love musicals. The problem is Uh, don't have a good singing voice. And I love theater, but when I was at the point in my life where I was choosing direction, I was way too shy to actually consider doing that. I was in a high school play once. Uh, It was Midsummer Night's Dream, and it was a lot of fun. So I do really like it, but most of all, I just love dressing up. It's so much fun. So When I had the idea for this particular episode, I I just knew, I was like, I have to dress up to some capacity. I did tone it down from my original idea. I was going to do like full get up, like makeup, clothes, but I'm, I'm toning it down. I'm sticking with the crown. If you cannot see because you're not watching on YouTube, the crown looks kind of wicked and it is meant to. Because this episode is all about villains. That's right, villains. Kind of a fun idea and theme, I think, especially in this era of our society when superhero movies have been all the rage for, goodness, I don't know how many years now. Uh, so along that note, my husband and I, Eric, we were, we were recently watching uh, the newest Doctor Strange movie. I don't recommend it. Okay, this is my personal opinion. Didn't like it. It was way too dark for me. It was, uh, there, I don't like demonic things. And it, there was just some stuff in it that I just was very uncomfortable with. Uh, I just don't like to go there. That being said, though, it's so funny because that movie resulted in a post that I wrote on my blog, ashleyivester.com. And I can't remember what the title of it was if you want to check it out. But that came from watching the movie, which was kind of funny. I'm actually going to look real quick because if you're interested, you can go. It's called Lost Forever. It was July 20th that I wrote it. And then this episode that I'm about to share with you is the result of watching that horrible movie. (laughs) Sometimes you just don't know where you're going to get inspiration. Sometimes it's really, really strange places like a movie about Dr. Strange. So here we go. In the movie, I'm going to try not to give any spoilers for those of you that are interested in this movie and have maybe been following all the movies that have built up to this moment, but there is a character in the movie. Her name is Wanda and Wanda's story, I'm trying to think of how I can carefully say this. Basically, it is easy with her story to have a lot of empathy towards her she has created this life for herself in which she is a mother with two children and yet the reality is that they don't actually exist she's separated from them and every night she goes to sleep and in her dreams she is with her family and every morning she wakes up and they're not there so you as an, an audience member, you, know, you feel bad for her. This is a sad thing. And there are other things in her story that, at least for me, it was like, poor Wanda. But in this movie, she has become the villain. Are there people in your life that you would say have become the villain? Flip side to that question is, have you become the villain for other people in their story? For honest with ourselves, we could probably answer yes to both of those questions. I was sharing with a friend uh, some stuff that's been going on and some struggles that I've been having and just some areas in which it's been very difficult to love. It's been very difficult to... I mm, have compassion. And yet, God has really been convicting me of that and, and working in, in my heart on those areas. And, and my friend pointed out, she said, You know, it's really interesting because perspective impacts us so much. Where I might say to someone, You're the villain they would probably turn around and say, no, you are. So who is it? And this is where I go back to the movie because this is a really great example of what I'm trying to share. Wanda is confronted by the good guys in the movie. The good guys who, I might add, have done some questionable things that she points out in the past. And they're saying, you're the villain. Be reasonable. And she says, this is me being reasonable. Have you been there? Where you've got someone that says, be reasonable. And you're like, I am. Or you flip that around. I mean, maybe I'm alone here, but I've been there. What do you do with that? My friend and I were talking about that like when you're so sure that you're not the villain and you're so sure that they are but they're so sure that you're the villain and that they aren't how in the world do you make any progress where do you go from there I think that's a valid question I think it's something that most of us at some point or another have faced or will face I've, I've said it before this this season, and you're going to hear it probably many times in the future, it is so important to take our questions to God. It is important to remember that he has invited us to the table. He's invited us to a a feast. Sorry if you're watching on YouTube, I'm dropping paper. And in it, at this feast, we are to, to put ourselves in a posture of receiving whatever it is that he is wanting to fill us with. And I love that, that we serve and love a God who allows us to come to the table with questions. But he says, I will answer you. So let's just dive into this a little bit, this idea of villains. Who's the villain? I think uh, one word that we might find For villain, one substitute we could use is enemy. I prefer not to think of people as my enemy. We always have to be willing, if we're going to go down that road, to consider the fact that I or you may be someone's enemy too. We may be the villain to someone as well. We are to love others, to treat them as we want to be treated, and all of this navigating is going to take a big, big serving of humility on our part. So if you're ready, posture posture yourself. No, we're going to have to swallow some humility as we dive into this. I am looking at my phone because I wrote a post back in May where I was talking about those in our lives that are difficult to love. And I said, sometimes it's the result of sin within our own hearts, while other times it can be the result of being sinned against. But either way, loving as Christ loved us is how we've been instructed to live. Love isn't primarily something to get. Love is an offering to give. But when it comes to our enemies, how in the world... Are we supposed to apply that? Jesus talked a lot about loving enemies and he gave instruction that we are to pray for those that are or that we feel are persecuting us. There's an interesting quote I found when I was writing this and it's from R.C. Sproul. It says, maybe... I wrote, maybe loving your enemies begins with genuine prayer for them because, quote, prayer does change things, all kinds of things. But the most important thing it changes is us. So I think where we really need to start with this question of villain is being willing to honestly ask and be ready to receive an answer to the question. Is it possible I am the villain? I mean, in the movie, Wanda really, truly didn't believe she was, even though she was like destroying things and killing people. uh, She felt that she was justified in her actions. It is easy. Easy. We are all like super, we have the superpower of being able to justify and excuse anything that we do. But is it right? Have we become the villain somewhere along the way? I really want to point this out because this is something I've struggled with and it's something that I think is important for us to address. We are never asked to pretend that wrong is right. We are never asked to pretend that something is fine when it isn't. In fact, especially when we're dealing with other believers and there's conflict, we've been given instruction, Matthew 18 is a great place to start investigating this topic, of going directly to that person and beginning a conversation. We're to start addressing if there is sin if there's been a wrong thing, if there's hurt, that needs addressed. Sometimes I love the way my dad put this once. He said, uh, "There's there are times when you let grace cover it and you let it go, but there are also times when you need to confront it. And so I want to point that out because loving others doesn't always mean that we have to be silent. Sometimes loving others is loving them enough to address the things that are hard. In Matthew 5, verse 46 and 47, Jesus is talking about loving our enemies. And it says, I'm just going to read, actually, I'm going to back up. I'm going to start with verse 43. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Tax collectors, by the way, were like the lowest of the low when it came to uh, people in the society of the time. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. I remember the first time someone confronted me with this verse. Like, it's really easy to love those that love you. But what about those that don't? But that's what we're called to do. Going back to the question of am I the villain, we have been called to follow Christ, to die to self, to carry our crosses. And part of that means that we have to to go before the surgeon, the heart surgeon, Jesus, and say, here is my heart. Please show me what needs to be fixed. Show me where I'm wrong. Show me where there's sin that I'm blinded to. Uh, Show me my blind spots. Open my eyes to where I need convicted. Open my eyes to where I need to ask for forgiveness uh, of you, of others. The thing about Wanda in the movie is she really did believe that she was right and she was justified in her actions, but... When you look at what was motivating her, what was driving her to do the things that she was doing, it was all about her. My dad has the saying that Eric and I say all the time with the boys. We want what we want, and we'll do whatever we have to do to get it. That's human nature. That's our sin nature. I will do whatever it takes to get my way, and I don't care who... I take down in the process. That motivation, that drive, that selfishness within us, that's where the villain comes from. So when we look at especially conflict in our life, we have to be willing to put ourselves before the surgeon and say, okay, help me see, help me evaluate what's going on in here. Not worried about what's going on with anyone else right now. I'm asking about my heart. Gotta start with my heart. So, God, what is my driving force? Is it all about me? Is it all about what I want or not? There was this major, major conflict that happened with the boys recently. And I mean, it happens, let me tell you. I mean, kids are kids, right? And I don't say that to excuse what was happening, but. But they were having it out one day. And one of the boys in particular, like he was wrong. And it was so clear to me what was happening. And it, it reminded me of this verse. And it's something that our family has been um, thinking on and talking a lot about as we address conflicts within our family. It's from James 4. And it starts with a really good question. Don't you love a really good question. It says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Did you catch how many you and yours were in those three verses? Where's the focus? What's the driving, motivating force behind what's happening? See, what I see so often in our home is there will be a conflict and I come in as like the mediator, right? And I say, tell me what happened i want to hear i want to hear your stories and usually the first thing that comes out is well he and i always say stop what i'm asking you is this what did you do what were you wanting and how did that want affect what's going on. And what's really interesting is even when, um, even when it's a situation where maybe one of the boys really did nothing, you know, to, to spark the, the, the conflict. Usually what I'm seeing is at least a willingness to say, well, when they're forced to like look inward, it's usually, well, I didn't react well. To what was happening. I think it's such a good practice for, for me and for all of us to look at these verses and say, okay, am I the villain? What's causing the quarrel? What's causing the fight? Is it that my passions are at war within me? Is there something I'm desiring and wanting so much that I will do whatever it takes No matter the cost, to get it. Am I asking for things, even of God, but asking wrongly because the request is all about me? If so, I'm wearing the villain crown, I'm the villain like i said sometimes sometimes we're in it whatever it looks like and we're like but i'm i'm really not the villain here like i've been wronged at that point we have to go okay but i'm still responsible for my reaction i'm still responsible to god for my thoughts for my words for how i'm Going to carry my body. All of that, I am responsible for. If I don't want to become the villain, then what I need to do is not make this about me. That is a really big struggle, isn't it? Because that's like the easiest thing for us to do make it all about ourselves. There's a verse in Proverbs 18 that our family knows, it's uh, verse 19. And it says, a brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. And quarreling is like the bars of a castle. You want to know an impossible situation? A brother offended? Quarreling? Wanting that thing so much that we'll do whatever we have to do to get it? And we have all been that person. So that's the thing. We have all at one time or another been the villain. If you are listening to this and God is giving you any conviction whatsoever that maybe there's a situation going on in your life and you're the villain, let me just encourage you to look at the plate before you. Look at that portion that we talked about earlier, humility, and ask God, please help me receive this. Please help me swallow this and digest it. And here's the thing when that happens. That's not where the action ends. If we're the villain, we have to do the first thing. We have to say, God, I've sinned against you. There's a really great study that um, the boys and I have started, and um, I believe I believe the company is called Not Consumed. I don't know. I'll have to try to remember to put the link here for you. But there's a study called um, My Brother's Keeper. And in the very first lesson, she talks about how we are all made in the image of God. We are all precious and valuable because we are made in the image of God. And to look at anyone else and say that they are anything less than wonderful is to say God is a liar. That's a really, really strong statement, and it struck me hard because there are people that I have looked at over the years, even currently, and thought, they're the villain. And I don't have to pretend that wrong is right, but I do need to recognize that everyone that I come in contact with has been created in God's image, is precious in His sight, and is worth something. If you are the villain today, you gotta swallow the humility. You have to be willing to confess if if the fight and quarrel has come from you, from your desires, from your passions, I've been there, it's really, really hard to do. That's why we need Jesus. But the freedom that comes from that, the breaking down of, an, of a strong city, the destruction of bars that have separated is an amazing thing to experience. Now, before we wrap up today, I wanna encourage those of you that are like, but, but no, seriously, like, I'm not the villain. Um, I've been there too, where you've been wronged and that that wrong can come in many, many different forms. But interestingly enough, if you're in that position, the same thing is on your plate as the villain, humility, forgiveness that, that we have experienced from God, we are to extend to others. That means maybe recognizing, not excusing, but recognizing there is a need for compassion. Compassion might come in the form of confrontation. The way we do that is very important, but sometimes that's what compassion and love look like. But compassion might also just mean recognizing maybe you're dealing with someone who is very hurt. And if nothing else, asking God to give you the humility of give me true compassion for them. A compassion that literally drives me to my knees to pray for them. Not praying that God will rain down fire on them. But genuinely praying for them as I would want someone to pray for me. Maybe that he, that. Humility that you swallow means that you learn to weep for your enemy. You weep for the brokenness that you see. You weep for the unyielding spirit. You weep for the unrepentance that's there. You weep for the brokenness. And you plead with the only one who is capable of bringing true healing. I don't know. The question today is, are you the villain? Or not, but however you answer that question, the portion on the plate today is a big, keeping dose of humility. It's hard for all of us to swallow, but with God, we are able. Are you brave enough to ask Him to help you do that today? I don't know, I'm right there with you in the struggle, but um, with God, all things are possible. And He can change the villain into a child that is free. I hope you go and experience his grace and his joy and that you're able to extend that to others this week. See you next time. Friend, I hope you enjoyed our time together today. Author Christy McLeland once wrote that we want to live like rivers and not lakes. We want the word to travel to us, through us, and to others, and that we've only truly learned a thing when we can give it away. God has used this episode to challenge and encourage you, would you consider inviting others to the table by liking and sharing this episode? It's my prayer that we will grow in boldness as we share our stories and reveal the author and how he has made all the difference.